from Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Hello there, I'm Graham VK4BB. You've tuned the WIA National News for week commencing July 9, 2017. The commemorative Amelia Earhart flight by Brian Lloyd, WB6RQN, reached Darwin to enjoy local hospitality and some Territory Day celebration events that included a fireworks display. When the 62-year-old Texan landed at Darwin Airport July 1, there were so many aircraft there he had to put his single-engine 1979 Mooney 231 aircraft in the boneyard for no-longer-needed aircraft. Greeting his arrival in Australia was Stewie, VK8NSB, who had been in contact with him on the 20-metre band and via a sat phone whilst he was in the air, having left Bandung, Indonesia. During an earlier news conference in Bandung, Brian, WB6RQN, told of his around-the-world flight, the achievements Amelia Earhart, who disappeared in 1937, and how he was looking forward to seeing Australia as a tourist. Stewie, VK8NSB, found that most of the time he talked about mutual interest in radio, flying and in telling Stewie's two young children of his adventures so far. He hoped to return to Australia later. With Brian now part of the family, we headed to the Territory Day fireworks at East Point, Darwin, he said. We had dinner there, spending about two hours before heading home. Brian, WB6RQN, was very grateful for the hospitality after his 10-hour flight, spent time answering emails, updating Facebook and other internet requirements, and then off to sleep. As Stewie, VK8NSB, explains, the flyer was cooked a big brekkie, bacon and eggs with a full spread, then taken to the Casarina shopping centre for an Aussie phone card. He had planned to fly out of Darwin at lunchtime Sunday, with Stewie willing to assist in many ways, including seeing that the aircraft was refuelled. I helped him push his plane out to the taxiway, wrote a welcome to Australia message and signed the wing and helped stick the flag of Australia on the plane. Each country he goes to, he puts the sticker on in order, VK8NSB told VK1WIA News. Stewie VK8NSB found the whole experience very rewarding and putting on the Aussie flag was a very cool way to be part of it with Brian. During the meeting, Brian WB6RQN revealed that he plans to drop a wreath of flowers when over Howland Island in memory of Amelia Earhart. That was where the famed aviatrix and author Amelia Earhart and her navigator Fred Noonan vanished July 2, 1937. Around VK and on the Hamfest scene in VK3, the Great Gippsland Gate Radio and Electronics Club Annual Hamfest is Saturday, July 22 at the Cranbourne Community Hall. That's on the corner of Clarendon and High Streets, Cranbourne. There'll be door prizes, tea, coffee and a sausage sizzle and it's all undercover with 41 tables of goodies so there should be something for everyone. Entry just $6, doors open at 10am, be there and don't forget to bring a friend. Across Australia from VK1WIA you're tuned to the WIA News Service. In VK7 it can be heard on HF and at least three repeated networks including VK7RAA and linked repeaters across the north and VK7RTC and RCH in the south. Also streamed over www.vk7taz.net at 0900 hours local on Sundays and 2000 hours local on Tuesdays. I'm Peter, VK7 Papa Delta. ACMA resets the US General Licence Equivalency. 
The Australian Communications and Media Authority has reset the US general class licence as equivalent to Australia's middle grade or standard licence. Visiting radio amateurs and those from overseas who are residents in Australia are granted an Australian licence based on their overseas qualification identified on the ACMA website. In another review, the ACMA in September last year reset the US technician licence to be equivalent to the entry-level or foundation licence. The ACMA in the just-completed review said these changes are due to changes to the US licence structure, which resulted in a misalignment between Australian and USA-equivalent qualifications. The review of the US general licence received two submissions. One from the WIA, who was made aware of concern the US general licence was inappropriate to Australian amateur licence examination standards. This view was supported by the WIA board. The WIA board had analysed the US General Licence Question Bank in relation to where each question would fit into the Australian Amateur Radio Syllabus. The other submission received believed the US General Licence was close to the advanced examination and that the US Technician Licence, reset to a Foundation Licence equivalent in 2016, should result in the granting of a Standard Licence. The ACMA assessed both submissions in its US General Licence Review and the one it held last year on the US Technician Licence on the relative levels of each qualification and the level of knowledge that was the best fit for each class of licence. Now that the ACMA review is complete, those people with a US General Licence will be eligible for the Standard Licence. A more detailed story and the ACMA Public Review URL are in the text edition of this broadcast. Three WIA directors spent time last week at the WIA office in Bayswater, Victoria. Justin VK7 Tango Whiskey, Greg VK2 GPK and Marcus VK5 WTF used the time to discover where improvements can be made to support WIA staff, Bruce and Petra and facilitate the delivery of more effective and efficient service for members. One change that comes into effect from Monday that's the 10th of July, relates to the hours that Bruce and Petra will be answering phone calls. The phone hours now will become 11am to 4pm Australian Eastern Standard Time. That's each business day. This will allow the actioning of requests for two hours in the morning and the last hour in the afternoon. This will also provide an extended phone contact window for Western and South Australian members to contact the office. Of course, you can contact the National Office anytime using email, and the email address can be found on the Internet edition of this broadcast. Please note that email is the preferred method of contact, and phone messages left outside these hours will not be actioned. The preferred email address is shown, of course, with all points of contact for our stories in the audio news in this week's text edition, best read at wia.org.au. Before making an inquiry of the WIA, please take a moment to see if your question has already been answered on the WIA website. To make it easier for everyone, the Frequently Asked Questions section, along with their answers, are on wia.org.au. Any questions, ideas or things you suggest for inclusion on the website are communicated easily online. Click on the Contact the WIA form link to send your query. There may be a reason why things are not included or easily found, but always feel free to contact us about the website. And remember that the website search facility is your friend and can help find information. Hello, Brian Clark, VK2GCE here, the seventh member of your new WIA board. Some of you may recall me as the author of technical articles for amateur radio, 
or giving technical presentations at various amateur radio venues. You may have been one of my students in electrotechnology courses at TAFE. Some of you may have read my technical inputs to Internet Technical Group equipment, electronics components and military radios. Some of you may recall me as your radio club's past president or secretary or your journal's editor. And I've been a trainer for WIA for amateur radio license candidates since 2004. Looking back, it was probably shortwave listening on my mum's and dad's Columbus Mantle radio that got me started in radio. I was about 13, I purchased my first command receiver, a BC454B. That I listened to the local Air Force Base QNH in Morse code on 3.2 MHz. That receiver got me my Boy Scout signalers badge. At my high school, our physics master had an amateur license we used as second operators. We had an RAF R1155 receiver for spotting and a ZC-1 Mark II HF transceiver feeding a half quad between the school buildings. At about 15, I got an 80-meter command transmitter, linked it to my BC-454B, thus upgrading our station to about 10 decibels, enabling us to contact Australian amateurs. I did an electrical and electronics engineering degree at Auckland University under Professor Gordon Bogle. He had been a boffin in World War II, designing radar sets and antennae. Guess what one of our final year exam questions was? Calculate the impedance of a one-tenth wavelength ground plane antenna using finite element analysis by hand. In London, I became a design consultant to a major recording house for the film industry, Delane Lee. We rubbed shoulders with the likes of Rank, Gaumont Carly and MGM. My highlight was to design and supervise the building of the recording studio and the electronics for the London parts of Pink Floyd's The Wall. My interest in amateur radio is more on the technology design and construction side. This started when I was at primary school. My mentor was Bob Townsend, ZL1DC, now Silent Key, an ex-radar technician. His hiring led to my lifelong career in electronics, working for such firms as Boeing, Cochlear, ResMed, Rockwell and Siemens and Plessy. Some of the Boeing Seattle engineers were surprised at my poking fun at their antenna signal strength polar plots by my going back to the basic radar equation. They'd left out the logarithm of the distance and inverted the formula. Silly boys. I'm a strong believer in learning about people's expectations. That comes from my PhD. Through the WIA's new Strategy Advisory Committee, we will seek your expectations about what you would like to see as the vision and mission statements for the WIA. Here's my starter vision. It's for the WIA to become the world's best amateur radio association. And one of the mission statements to support that could be that we build the best nurturing system for radio amateurs in the world, where we mentor newcomers and then convert them into mentors. Already, Australian radio amateurs are seeking licenses in other jurisdictions. Let's reverse the flow. A second mission statement might be that we lubricate the pathways for radio amateurs 
to turn their hobbies into vocations and vice versa. How many of you recall Dr. Andy Thomas? To get there, we need to help young people excel at science, technology, engineering, and maths, and then convert them into radio amateurs. Then we need to convert them and would-be radio amateurs into WIA members. I look forward to serving you as a director this year using my scientific, technological, engineering, and management consultancy skills and experience. Thank you. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Hello, I'm Jason, VK2LAW, back at the International News Desk for VK1WIA. 70th anniversary of Unbroken League membership. The President, Council and members of the South African Radio League have just congratulated Dennis Wells, Zulu Sierra 1 Alpha Uniform and Artie Perold, Zulu Sierra 1 Hotel Lima on 70 years of Unbroken League membership as of the 1st of July 2017. Now this is quite an achievement. Well done to Dennis and Artie. Now I wonder what the Aussie record for WIA membership is. Ofcom's approach to enforcement. The UK regulator Ofcom has published a statement summarising updates and revisions to its enforcement guidelines. These guidelines explain the procedures Ofcom will follow when conducting most types of regulatory enforcement action relating to telecoms and postal services, consumer protection legislation, competition law and certain competition-related conditions in broadcast licences. Alongside that statement, they have published a number of documents setting out new procedures, including advice for complainants and whistleblowers. Updated Table of Radio Spectrum Usage in New Zealand Radio Spectrum Management has published a new issue of Table of Radio Spectrum Usage in New Zealand. RSM's updated Spectrum Usage Chart, which is a visible representation of Spectrum Usage in New Zealand, can be downloaded as a PDF from the link shown in today's VK1WIA National News Service Text Edition. It's the beginning of ham gatherings from Dayton Hamvention in the US to Westlake's ARC car boot sale, the Great Gippsland Gate Radio and Electronics Club Ham Fest, Caboolture Ham Fest, Germany's Ham Radio Friedrichshafen, and now hams in Indonesia are preparing for their own big annual radio fair in Jakarta. The two-day event is set for next weekend, the 15th and 16th of July, the same weekend as Ham Radio Friedrichshafen, but Indonesia's is taking place in North Jakarta's Ankol Beach City. The activities will include mobile and walking direction-finding exercises, a code-receiving contest, a logging contest, a QSL card challenge and everyone's favourite activity of all, shopping for the latest equipment. The Jakarta Amateur Radio Fair will also host a special event station. Be listening for the call sign Yankee Bravo Zero Juliet Alpha Romeo Foxtrot. One USA club has had a gem of an idea, jewellery, ham radio style and it could be a great ham fest money spinner for you. Amateur Radio Newsline's Jim Dameron, November 8 Tango Mike Whiskey, says when you're a ham looking to get the message out in flawless CW, what could be better than having a good fist? How about a good wrist? Anderson Radio Club in South Carolina's great idea is the Morse code bracelet. Out there amid the radios and the generators was a table beneath a tent offering an assortment of coloured beads, string and clasps. 
visitors were encouraged to learn a little code first and spell their names out with beads representing dots, dashes and spaces between. From there, they made the bracelets. Best of all, no amateur radio licence necessary. Of course, there turned out to be a bit of a hidden message behind all that wearable CW. It said, become a licensed ham and all this could be yours next time. So, perhaps next year, some of the guests will indeed be back. And this time, as Jim said, they'll be wearing a headset instead. For WIA National News in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Across Australia, from VK1WIA, you are tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Adelaide, it is relayed on 6 metres on 53.1 MHz AM at 0900 hours Central Standard Time. I'm Ben, VK5, Bravo Bravo. News, talk and radio sport, here with VK1WIA. Ham Radio Operational News, it's Context Sport. I'm Felix VK4FUQ. All major Australian contest rules and results are on the contest section of the WIA website. On now is the IAAUHF Championship event, 8 and on July it started 12 hours UTC on Saturday and ends 12 hours UTC on Sunday. Both single and multi-operator stations may operate the entire 24-hour period. The aim of the contest is to contact as many other amateurs, especially IAAU member society HQ stations around the world as possible. Using phone or CW on the 160, 80, 40, 20, 15 and 10 metre bands. The WIA station is VK5WIA-HQ. IAAU officials also represent a maximum of four multipliers per band with the designators of AC, R1, R2 and R3. As well as being a contest for individuals around the world, there is a team element, with teams representing national societies. As an example, the UK have for the past few years the RSGB HQ team, GR2 HQ, and will be on the air again this year. GR2 HQ stations will be spread across the UK, as some of the best equipped contesters QDHs. Most GR2 HQ stations are all linked live via the internet, so if you want to know what frequency any of them is on, you can ask any of the others. So why might you want to do this? To make as many band and mode QSOs as you can to qualify for one of the free awards. There are several available. Another fast approaching is, of course, our own WIA Remembrance Day contest. Hi, this is Alan, VK4 Sierra November, the Remembrance Day contest manager. This year, the 2017 RD contest falls on the second weekend of August. The contest kicks off at 0300 Zulu on August 12th and finishes 0300 Zulu August 13. Categories include single operator, multi-operator single transmitter and multi-operator multi-transmitter. Phone, CW and RITI modes are allowed. The exchange given is a signal report followed by the number of years that you have been licensed. For clubs, the exchange is a signal report followed by the number of licensed years of the longest licensed ham present at the start of the contest. Repeat contacts can be made three hours after the previous contact with that call sign. Please, if you wish to create a team, please notify me prior to the contest. And above all, remember to send in your log within the fortnight after. All information is available for download from the WIA contest web pages. Good luck and hope to work you during the contest. 73, this is Alan, VK4 Sierra November, the Remembrance Day Contest Manager. 
From contesting to de-axing, Indian Ocean 6m EME de-expeditions. West Island Stroke Cogasol and VK9 CGJ, September the 12th to the 28th. Christmas Island VK9 XGJ, October the 2nd to the 18th. Franz Joseph Land. Look for RA1F to be active from Victoria Island, EU190. Sometime late September. This island group has never been activated before. QSL via the Bureau. Hong Kong celebrates the VR20 prefix. Commemorating the 20th anniversary of Hong Kong's reunification with China, Hong Kong licensed radio amateurs are allowed to use the special prefix VR20 on a voluntary basis from the 1st of July 2017 to the 30th of June 2018. Her Majesty's Royal Mint on the Air. In what is to be the world's first special event station operating in a Royal Mint, occurs in Wales under the call sign GB4 Royal Mint Experience. The Barry Amateur Radio Society will set up the station on CW, SSB, Satellite, RIDI and JT64, looking for QSOs throughout the world. The event from July 31 to August 3 will engage school children and the general public spotting QSOs with pins in a large map. For more information about the event, it's on the GB4RME on QRZ.com. SWL World Radio and Television Handbooks A17 Broadcasting Schedule Update File is now available for free download from www.wrth.com. The PDF file contains changes to the transmission schedules of international, clandestine and point-to-point broadcasters. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Inningham. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. Worldwide Special Interest Groups ballooning. Those WIA members who joined us in VK5 for the AGM weekend marvelled as Australia's ballooning club, ARIG, flew that high-altitude balloon flight Horus 45, marking the event. Well, from Adelaide to Poland and the US, a story now, an epic flight from Europe. SP-9 UOB Peak 30 Pico Balloon reaches the USA. A solar-powered around-the-world amateur radio APRS balloon launched from Poland on June 15th has crossed the Pacific and is flying at just over 14,000 metres across the USA. APRS is on 144.390 every minute. Contestia 32-1000 on 144.251 MHz USB every minute. CW every 5 minutes and high between telemetry transmissions on 144.251 MHz upper sideband. Tracker is solar powered only. Worldwide Special Interest Group CW, II2 Fist, is active until the end of the year, CW only, to celebrate the 30th anniversary of the Fist Club, the International Morse Preservation Society, QSL via the Bureau, IZ2FME. Worldwide Special Interest Group's ILLW, ILLW event in prestigious publication, the Quarter Century Wireless Association e-journal, QCWA of July has a cover showing QSL cards issued during the International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend held on the third weekend in August. 
QCWA, a club for those who have been a radio amateur for 25 years, has this story on the ILLW penned by Don Tucker, W7WLL of Oregon. W7LL has activated many US lighthouses and believes it has become so popular because it's a relaxing, fun weekend. Not only does the event expose amateur radio to the public, it also encourages the worldwide preservation of our lighthouses and lightships. The event participants even send QSL cards showing the station location in reply to shortwave listener reception reports. E-Journal QCWA has invited its members who take part in the event to send their photos and reports so that they can be published. To see those already registered for the International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend on August the 19th and 20th, please visit the website illw.net. Worldwide special interest groups VHF and above, the plumber's delight. The Brisbane VHF group is holding a microwaver's get-together on Sunday the 16th of July at the club rooms of the Redcliffe and District Amateur Radio Club on Clingdoner Road, Kippering, at 10am and a barbecue lunch will also be available. And here is Jeff, VK4KJ. The Brisbane VHF group is holding a microwaver's get-together on Sunday the 16th of July at the club rooms of the Redcliffe and District Amateur Radio Club on Kalinga Road, Kippering. Activities kick off at 10am and a barbecue lunch will be available. A 10 GHz test range is going to be set up, so bring along your 10 GHz transverters and check them out. A limited amount of test equipment will also be available if you want something tested. Please let us know if you have a particular request. We will also have on show some equipment for the 47 GHz amateur band. Seven threes from Jeff, VK4KJJ. Further details can be obtained from VK4KJJ at wia.org.au. And finally this week, a check of the wireless weather. Clouds of frosted meteor smoke now rippling over Europe. Nightfall is supposed to bring darkness, but this week in parts of Europe, nightfall has brought something different, an electric blue glow caused by clouds of frosted meteor smoke rippling over the continent. These summertime nocticulant clouds, or NLCs, have been much brighter than usual and even seem to be causing strange radio echoes above the Arctic Circle. The sudden intensification of NLCs could herald more widespread sightings in Europe and North America in the nights ahead. NASA prepares for total solar eclipse. For the first time in 99 years, a total solar eclipse will occur across the entire continent of the United States and NASA is preparing to share this experience of a lifetime on August the 21st. Viewers around the world will be provided with a wealth of images captured before, during and after the eclipse by 11 spacecraft, at least three NASA aircraft and more than 50 high-altitude balloons, and the astronauts aboard the International Space Station, each offering a unique vantage point for the celestial event. Coast to coast, from Oregon to South Carolina, 14 states will, over a span of almost two hours, experience more than two minutes of darkness in the middle of the day. Well, that's all I have for you this week. This has been Robert, VK3DN, reporting from Melbourne. You are listening to VK1WIA and the broadcast of news and information. At 10.30am and 8pm each Sunday, it is carried by the VK3BWI network through VK3RMM, Mount Macedon, 
VK3RML Mount Dandenong and VK3RMU on Mount St. Leonard. Check it out. I'm Barry Robinson, VK3 Papa Victor. On the social scene, July 15, VK2 Westlake's Amateur Radio Club's car boot sale, 9am. July 22 in VK3, the Great Gippsland Gate Radio and Electronics Club Hamfest, Cranbourne Community Hall, Clarendon and High Street. July 22, here's a new one on the calendar, VK4, now it's only a few weeks away, Caboolture Hamfest on their sprawling club grounds. August 27 in VK2, Lismore area, Sarkfest Show, Tell and Sell Day. September 9 in VK4, it's Sunfest, held at the Wombai School of Arts building at 9am sharp. September 9 to 10 in VK4, Alara meet Cairns and listen for VI4 Alara from this month. September 10 in VK3, Shepparton Hamfest, St Augustine's Hall, Or Street. September 29 through to October 2 in VK4, it's the Cardwell Gathering. October 29, VK3, Yarra Valley Amateur Radio Group's Hamfest, 10am at the Gary Cooper Pavilion, Yarra Glen. November 5, VK3, Bargs Ham Convention at the Greyhound Racing Track, Ballarat. November 12, in VK5, the Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society's Hamfest, 8am. November 12, in VK3, Rosebud's annual celebration of all things amateur radio. Now, until next we meet, I'm Graham, VK4BB. Don't forget to read our text edition for all the links and a little bit more. Till then, walk softly. From Australia, this has been VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.